and welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. Before, before we begin the double Jeopardy round, I'd like to apologize to our Asian viewers. We should have known having Chinese history as a category would lead to some highly offensive accents from our contestants. That said, let's take a look at the score. Sean Connery currently sits at negative $3,000. And your mother currently sits on my face, Trebek. <laughs> Way too early for that. Way too early. Next, Justin Bieber at negative 17,000. Yeah, um, it's like there hasn't been a lot up here, right? But there's so much in here, and I just want to get it out, girl. You think that I, a grown adult man, am a girl? Yeah, um, no, I don't know. Okay. And in last place, Tony Bennett, whose score is so low, it can't be represented by a real number. I'm having a great, great, great time now. <laughs> to that, I said bells and buzzes, dings and bings. It's like Atlantic City took a giant crap. And out came the 4th of July. What a lovely image. Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are potent potables, Letters that begin with G. <laughs> Who reads? Which is a category about books. I'm sure we won't tackle that one. <laughs> Let it snow. State your name. In that category, all you need to do is state your name. <laughs> Famous Oprah's. And Potpourri. Sean, you control the board. I'll take Horage for 200. <laughs> It is, it is who reads. It's about books. It's, it's not whore ads. That's it, Connery, you're on a timeout. For our other contestants, the adventures of Tom Sawyer are about this person's adventures. Um, I don't know nothing about Tom Sawyer. Then don't buzz in, okay? No one has to buzz in. Uh, but I know adventures, and uh, I want you to come with me on the next one, girl. I'm not a girl. I have a mustache on my face. <clears throat> Tony Bennett, the adventures of Tom Sawyer are about this person's adventures. What a great, 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 great book. I can't remember the main cat's name, but what a cast of characters in this novel. Becky Thatcher! Huckleberry Thin, then there was that Huck's running buddy, a black fella, tall. His name's on the tip of my tongue. It begins no, no, with an no. N. No, no, no. It's an N. No, 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 uh, sorry I'm late. I uh, had to pick up my podium from the, from the grass. Well, you're not late. You weren't invited. I'd like to solve the puzzle, Alex. This isn't Wheel of Fortune. <clears throat> Who is Andre the Giant? 
Is that an answer to a question? <clears throat> no, I was just wondering, uh, just wondering who is under the top. You know what, Justin Bieber, why don't you choose a category? I will happily answer on Mr. Bieber's behalf. Christoph Waltz, where is Justin Bieber? Uh, I am afraid that Mr. Bieber had to depart for a prior engagement. But I assure you and all the believers <laughs> that I will bring the same boyish enthusiasm to tonight's proceedings. Heart, heart, wink, and point! Let's just do letters beginning with G for 400. And the answer is, this G-shaped letter comes between F and H. Matthew McConaughey, what are you doing here? What are any of us doing here? Whether I get your question right or wrong, free will is an illusion. Life is a game that plays us. So you don't have an answer? At this point, I didn't know if I was dreaming him or if he was dreaming me. Also, I was 90% sure that I'd left my Lincoln running with the doors unlocked. And yet somehow, I felt it was completely safe. Did you record a voiceover for this? I did. Sorry. What oh. if I did? What, what, why do I bother? Alex, would it be all right if I picked the next category? Well, that depends, Sean. Are you going to take the game seriously? Indeed I will. And I'd also like to offer sincere apologies for the way I've been behaving tonight. Well, thank you, Sean. That means a lot. Why don't you pick a category? I'll take Latitz now for 800. <laughs> Let it snow. No, it's not. It's a French expression. Bonjour, mademoiselle. I'd like to see la tête snow. <laughs> Bert Reynolds. I, uh, I just remembered. You, you, you remembered what? I remembered who uh, Andre the Giant was. He, uh, he was a giant, and he went by the name of uh, <clears throat> Andre. Why are you still talking about Andre the Giant? The answer is, this is the color of snow. What is yellow? <laughs> Incorrect. Are you sure? I made some yesterday. Spelled your name in a snowbank. Of course, it was your mother's handwriting. <laughs> she was holding the pen, so to speak. I despise you. Burt Reynolds. Um, <clears throat> Why don't you give me uh, Andre the Giant for $1,000? No, it's not a category. Let's just go to Potent Quotables for $600. It's our video daily double, and it's about alcoholic beverages. Let's hear what this celebrity has to say about his favorite cocktail. 
Okay, now this bone bonables is one pound gram of jam. Oh dear God, no. No, 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 no. Oh dear God, no. I'm very sorry. We filmed that in June. That was bad, Trevor. Yeah, it was. Good night. But please stop it. So hilarious. Nah, nah, we ain't done. I love being hated, it's graded. Let's me know that I made it. I wouldn't have it no other way. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Only let's me know that I'm loved by so many other motherfuckers that ain't you on this ball. Cause you keep fucking with us, we keep fucking you up and keep pulling the rug from up under you. And what's even more fucked up is we enjoy what we're doing so much. There ain't nothing that we love more than pulling your skirts up and exposing you all so much. People are starting to wonder what's up with them fucking one dog women under rules. Do under others as you will have done under you. So who the fuck you motherfuckers gonna run to when someone runs up with a mask and puts a gun to you? You gonna ask yourself, how come your man's didn't empty that last round that he had and curse Jackson's ass while he had the chance? You keep asking us to keep it on wax, but we can't. This is passing rationalization. We have captured national media attention. Conversation is senseless. You can sense the tension. Start building soon as we enter the 106 and park building. Someone's gonna get killed and I swear to God if someone so much is even such as one of my people, I put a million on his head. And you ain't got the funds to match or counteract it. But I'd rather rap than get into this gangster shit. And it ain't because I'm a bitch. It's because I ain't a bitch. I don't endanger people that I'm with. I'm a general. I ain't pushed. I don't send my soldiers to war. I ain't there in the middle of the shit with them. So when I do get him, orders to storm your headquarters. You be fucking with them. So you ain't eager to greet this lyrical meat cleaver that I eat you. Niggas wanna keep speaking like it ain't even that deep. I got heat that I scoop a nigga straight. See, I wouldn't fuck with me neither. Only heaven can help you. I'll be searching for you longer than the legend of Zelda. Without a failure, it's gonna be hell to tell the captain that a bass account couldn't even smell you. Body wanna hide you. I'll be on that mob shit. You another hopper under the Renaissance, bitch. You get bombed like Lebanon with my own tactic. I snatch your head like what's a dime's Fuck, I handle you. We can have it out on any avenue. An average man flip into an animal. Shoot out your mandibles. Cannons and ammunition reload with precision. Nigga, know the mechanicals. Break a pistol down. You should see them handles. The street taught the child. No read up manuals. Pushing crack vows. Young Nino Brown. Chasing green is the dream when you're young and brown. Bound to be a problem child. Look what I'm involved in now. A dozen dirty niggas and they all get down. Solve any problem that enlarge what I was when revolvers used to love.
fly to my life. I don't even know who's calling me. See, it's a fucking track, bitch. Cause I don't give a fuck about no hip hop. At my release party in the pink tank top and Reebok. This Ja Rule beef I ain't getting in. I need an RB singer to sing at my wedding. I turn your face into a fucking meat patty. I fuck your mommy and go fishing with your granny. I shit on you. I pee on R. Kelly too. This is bizarre. See you, Devil's Night too. Happy Friday. It was a wonderful weekend. I hope everybody had a good week. <coughs> we're going to be uh, we're going to be learning some economics tonight. Um, I'm also going to be doing something a little bit different uh, when it comes to tonight and how we're going to be doing this. I made you all something just to kind of fall back to whenever you whenever you all need it. So. Um, let me go ahead and I'm going to post that. Bleach, Robert, how are you guys doing today? Probably still napping. Yeah, look at that. Robert's not saying nothing. Yeah, exactly. Robert's probably taking a nap. Evidently, all the, the all the uh, adrenaline he had uh, went night-night. <laughs> He's bath out. Oh, that's funny. Anywho, so maybe we should take bleach. Do you think we should let Robert take a nap? I know, I know he's going on like forty-eight hours straight. I think he's good, man. I think he's <laughs> gonna be chilling. Okay, well that that definitely works then. Lantern, how are you, my friend? What's going on, guys? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Just chilling, doing some designs. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. It's always a fun time. So I am going ahead and posting this as soon as I can. And it doesn't want me to do that. Through that way. So we're going to do it the other way. Do, 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 do. Bear with me for one second. All right, I'm going to post this up above. For all of you, it's been a very interesting week. If you considering all of the, we had great earnings. On top of having great earnings, we also had, we also had some, some problems with banks. One in particular is the New York Commodity Bank. So what I did for you, all is up above, so y'all could follow along with me, is basically all the information about why core inflation like CPI and CPE are actually valuable tools and ways for you to basically be able to, one, track inflation, but it's also the underlining of why the stuff is being hidden, for example. So they want to make you believe that these things are coming down. Well, why do they want to? Why do they want you to believe that they're coming down? Well, this way, the actual public isn't going to ask the question. They're not going to look 
They're just going to basically say, oh, oh, okay, you know, well, at least you have our backs. You, at least we're covered. We're okay, you know. We're being told that everything is hunky-dory and fine when, in all actuality, you're about to see another dirt nap from a bank is basically what you're about to see. So if you go ahead and open that up, this way you can follow with me. What CPI and CPER and what bullshit the Federal Reserve is hiding from the public. I'm going to explain inflation so everybody understands how the fake government math is done. So since 1959, the US dollar has lost 98.4% of its value. Again, since 1959, the dollar has lost 98.4% of its value. Inflation reduces the buying power for particular currencies. This occurs when there is a general increase in the price of goods and services. Inflation is commonly reported on a year-to-year -year basis to easily show how prices have changed over the course of a year. The two popular indices for inflation are consumer price index and the personal consumption expenditures price index, so CPE. Let's go to CPI, I mean CPI. This is calculated by tracking the change in prices of a fixed basket of goods and services. Everyone can see that the biggest, that this is the biggest load of crap that they're gonna basically put on you. This is the reason why that the revisions are done on this 60 to 90 days after reported. So you're gonna see that like if you go back and you look at like December's numbers for CPI and CPE, they're gonna be revised higher. They always are. And that's because they're just flat out lying about it. It's unfortunate, but that's what they're doing. They're gonna report good numbers. Then with their power within the media, they go ahead and basically censor all the pertinent and important information from you the people to make you think that everything's all hunky-dory and everything's fine but they're not so the bureau of labor's labor statistics bls refers to a variety of sources to calculate cpi including prices of goods and services from about twenty-three thousand retail and service establishments throughout the united states as you can see the charts, supposedly it's on a decline, but the CPI only measures inflation for the U.S. urban populations, thus leaving out the inflation experience of the people living in a rural area. So your major cities, New York, Chicago, Miami, San Francisco, so on and so forth, Dallas, those are all going to be reported. But if you live out in the boonies, or you live up in Bubble Fuck Johnson, you are not going to be counted towards the actual inflationary costs of CPI. So it also doesn't ex 
include estimates of different subgroups are experiencing inflation, such as the elderly or those living, living in poverty. The CPI also includes substitution bias, which means that it can overstate how much the cost of living has changed. If the CPI captures a large increase in the price of an item, it doesn't take into account people substituting that item for a cheaper one. So it's basically taking a baseline price. It's not taking, if that product is on sale, it's not taking that into an account. Which, of course, in itself is absolute bullshit. You, you have to be able to account, and it, this has to be continuously adjusted to actually show you, the public, what you're actually paying, what the actual inflationary rate is. If they're not going to do that, it, it, this is kind of a, a misconception then. So, the personal consumption expenditures, PCE, which is the preferred metric of the Federal Reserve, differs from how CPI is actually calculated. The PCE index is calculated each month based on the Bureau of Economic Analysis, data on personal consumption expenditures from a wide range of sources. What are these sources? Well, statistical reports from the U.S. Census Bureau and other government agencies, the administration and regulatory agency reports, reports from private organizations such as trade associations, and in its analysis, the BEA separates consumer goods and consumer services into three categories. Durable goods. Items that can last three years or longer, like cars, trucks, furnishings, household equipment, recreational goods, and vehicles. Non-durable goods. Items that, the la that last less than three years, like food and beverage, clothing and gasoline, and other energy products. <coughs> Services like housing, healthcare, transportation, recreational services, restaurant accommodations, financial services, and insurance. So PCE inflation rate is calculated by adding up the dollar amount of all goods and services in a basket of goods and services, comparing the total amount to the prior month's figures. Some prices must be adjusted based upon estimates because the data needed for calculation is only compiled quarterly, whereas PCE inflation figures are released monthly. The BEA normalizes this data via the price deflator, which is a ratio of the value of goods and services produced in a particular year at current prices to that of prices that prevailed during the base years to arrive at the monthly PCE index. So the two previous charts that were displayed is what is commonly referred to as a headline inflation. In addition to headline inflation, core inflation figures are also released for CPI and PCE indexes. 
This is the important part, which they don't want you to know or understand. Core inflation excludes food and energy prices. And these are very volatile and can change substantially from period to period. This happens for a few reasons, such as when market participants speculate on energy and food uh, and commodity futures. Because this isn't based on real consumer supply and demand, it doesn't necessarily reflect inflation in the real economy. That is why economists often turn to core measures of inflation instead of headline. So in addition to the headline inflation, core inflation figures also are also released for CPI and PCE indexes. Below, you will find a chart displaying a 30-year view of headline PCE and core PCE. As you can see that the core inflation sees less fluctuations when compared to headline inflation because it does not include the volatile food and energy components that can be found in headline inflation figures. The Federal Reserve prefers this metric is PCE, and this is due to a variety of different reasons. Well, let's talk about that real quick. So the majority of the reasons why that they, they, don't, they don't want to include fuel, they don't want to include energy, they don't want to include housing, because that, those numbers would make this charts that you're seeing up on, on this little link huge. It's like they basically just took a piece of the pie and literally they took out a huge like quarter of that pie. Literally just right out. So if you are going ahead and trying to factor in what you're actually paying from an inflation standpoint, you are basically you're basically sitting there and this is why you're paying probably two to three times of what you're paying at the grocery store, at the pump. But you notice I noticed this today, but if two days ago gas was fifty cents cheaper. Literally 50 cents cheaper. All of a sudden, it just jumped. About a cool 50 cents. I don't know if any one of you up here noticed that. But gas has gone up. Groceries have gone up every single day. There's no... There's nothing that you honestly see that's actually, you know, going down. In any which way. So... But they keep on saying... You know, you keep on hearing everything in the, you know, from our press secretary. You keep on hearing everything from the government saying, oh, you know, we're tackling inflation and, you know, everything's going down. Biden economics is so great. I never heard of Biden economics until this administration. I haven't heard of it. It's kind of that, like, made-up word. You know, Magic. But none of this is actually applying to your daily lives. None of this is applying to what you are going ahead and spending your money on. And the funny thing about it is that you have all this, you know, PCI or PC lie and PCE, which 
they're starting to talk about how the main factors, this is the people that are actually very cold because we're not spending money. Well, I wonder why that is. I mean, everything is fucking expensive. What do you think it's cooling off? And it's too cold for, you know, your guys' metrics. Well, that's because no one can afford it. And that's because also that people are getting laid off left and right. And it's not like they're going ahead and actually finding a jobs when they're supposed to be finding jobs as fast as they possibly can. It is people are struggling to find jobs. And so you're cheating by counting in people that are actually searching for jobs and that are collecting unemployment. So you, the government is paying, you know, paying unemployment to the people. So you're draining money that way while also claiming that they're a part of your labor numbers. So that say that they're actually working and what are those labor statistics good for? Well, they're a part of all of this. They're a part of your CPI. Now, if that number, let's just say there was a, a massive credit crunch that's about to happen. And let's just say that credit crunch happens. Um, you're fucked because now your CPI goes out of the roof. I mean, literally straight line up because now your labor numbers are exposed. Now your CPI is actually exposed. Now you're not at that 2.4% and 2.8% for CPE. Now you're at 15, which is what the actual numbers are. And that leads to a whole plethora of problems that you shouldn't be, you as the American public should not have to worry about. Let's just say that. You shouldn't have to. Now, CPI and PCE figures differs for four main reasons. One, formulas. The growth in two indices from one time period are computed using sub substantively different formulas, the weights. They apply different weights to their consumption categories, your scope, the measure of prices of somewhat different consumer items and who purchases them. And finally, other. This is a grab bag of other differences, including different price data for what is conceptually the same product. For example, both CPI and PCE measures the price of airfare, but CPI calculates it using a fixed basket of air routes, while PCE calculates, its, it, calculates it using data on airline passenger revenues and passenger miles traveled. The two incorporate different patterns 
of seasonal adjusted and lower inflation expectations. The Federal Reserve Acts Act mandates that the Federal Reserve conducts monetary policy to promote effectively the goals of maximum employment, stable prices, and moderate long-term interest rates. Even though the Act lists three distinct goals for monetary policy, the Fed mandates the monetary policy is commonly known as a dual mandate. The reason is that the economy is which people who want to work either have a job or are likely to find one fairly quickly and in which the price level is stable creates the condition needed for the interest rates to settle at moderate levels this leads to a whole new set of issues considering the mass number of layoffs that have been happening for the last you know year and a half in the event of a credit crunch these numbers will jump at an unbelievable rate. This is where the true numbers will finally be discovered. So where did we come up with this? Well, Buckeye knows this guy. He's probably a good friend. But in 2012, the Fed led by our good friend, Ben Bernanke, set 2% as a stated target for PCE core inflation. Inflation targets uh, targeting in the central banking policy that resolves around adjusted monetary policy to achieve a specified annual rate of inflation. The principle of inflation targeting is based on the belief of long-term economic growth is the best achieved by maintaining price stability and the price stability is achieved by controlling inflation. So here's some of the re the actual reasons for inflation targeting, but they are using this to manipulate the public and to keep the masses under control. This is supposed to increase central bank transparency and accountability, allow investors and the public to anticipate interest rate changes. This lowers inflationary expectations. It's inflexible. Inflation may not be the right target to promote economic stability, and it can, can constrain economic growth in some economies. So let's go ahead and actually kind of discuss this. So in other words, I gave you the reasons as to how they're basically manipulating the public. The reason why that they're doing this is because they don't need mass hysteria. They don't need, they can't have what happened last year with the bank runs to happen again. If they have those bank runs that happen again and stir the pot, you're basically looking at a massive problem and what I like to refer to as a waterfall effect because as banks start to go insolvent as you're seeing right now with New York Commodity Bank that's the problem of the OCC that they have because as one member starts to fail here's the other ones that keep on 
having to go ahead and help out that failing member. If they can't help out their, that failing member, well, the system blows up because then it comes on them to go ahead and fix the problem, which they can't. Now, why can't they? Well, as, you can, as I've said before, banks are insolvent. If you haven't looked in the headlines recently, you have a bunch of banks. J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, uh, Goldman Sachs, Citibank are right now preparing to file suit against who? And sue the Federal Reserve. Right now as we speak, they are planning to sue the Federal Reserve for the Federal Reserve's basically way of fixing inflation. That's how they're trying to cover this up. Saying this wasn't our problem. This wasn't our mistake. It wasn't our mistake that we rehypothecated all of this collateral, this, our assets, for our bad bets. It's the Federal Reserve because they raised rates. And they've done nothing to tackle those rates. I see that as a big load of shit. Robert, Bleach, Teasy, since you're up here, what do you all think? I think it's... um. Hey, you woke up from your nap. No, I'm actually in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do you think? I think it's manipulated to high hell because they can't let it go any further than what it is right now. And if they keep on doing what they're doing, it's just going to expose all their shitty bets. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. This is true. But there's a reason for those shitty bets. There's a reason of the problem. And it's the tip of the iceberg. Literally the tip of the iceberg. That's your big clue. Bleach, Teasy, do you guys... Do you get what I was talking about? Yeah. I think um I think that it's just a, you know, something that's they're just throwing out there cuz they're desperate as hell. That's never going to fly. No. I mean honestly, you know, this is what I was talking about earlier. They're they're getting in times where they're so desperate. It's, it's gonna you're gonna see them doing all kind of different shit. They're gonna be there's gonna be lawsuits on after they're done with that lawsuit. They're gonna be lo- suing each other because all the bullshit they they rehypothecate with each other. So I wouldn't I wouldn't get too concerned about it. let them just eat themselves real quick. Well, they're gonna eat themselves, but this is. I- if you guys have watched Bigums before in the past, I know you that you guys have pro- probably heard him say, "Hey, this is the finger pointing game." Yeah, we're waiting for that finger pointing game. Yeah, this is your true finger pointing game. Is right now. This is where this is where you wanted shit to hit the fan. This is where the shit hits the fan, and they start to eat each other because you're going to start seeing that waterfall effect of banks that are just going to literally one after another, after another, after another. And if you haven't noticed, it's really just all a farce. It's all 
a lie. I it, it, what I've never understood is well, if you told the public the truth and actually gave us reasons of an understanding of why, like the why, what is the why behind your guys's madness? What is the why of you doing what you guys have been doing? I think it would lead to, you know, a way that us as the public can actually help figure stuff out. You know, we are good and individually we are all good at fixing our own problems. If we have a problem, we're going to focus on that problem to fix it and then move on to the next one. Once that one's complete, we don't just sit there and kind of go with the problem that's to the left or the problem that's to the right or the problems to, to the, you know, mid right or mid left. We focus on the problem at hand but they never want to focus on that. And it kind of leads to kind of leads to our good friend and new commercial today of of this. Hello, my name is Karine Jean-Pierre. I am the White House press secretary. The president had a 3-day sweep, went to four states in the new year. He went to just actually just recently, he went to Pennsylvania Valley Forge, where he gave him really impactful, important remarks on our democracy, protecting our democracy. Thank you. So you guys talk a lot, including today, about how the border wouldn't be such a big deal if Congress would have just passed your immigration bill on day one. Who was in charge of Congress on day one? Oh my God, security, James. I thought this was me lying to Peter Ducey, trying to extend the truth and gaslight how cognitive President Ice Cream is. I mean, President Biden is, I gaslight so hard to make the American people believe that this administration is telling the truth to the people, but we all know this administration thinks the American people are so dumb. What do you think the money for Ukraine is for? It's to line the BlackRock and Vanguard pockets. Oh shit. I just gave away White House secrets of why Ukraine is bullshit. President Ice Cream is probably not going to let me do that new commercial now. Well, he doesn't really know what's going on anyway. And how is President Biden ever going to convince the three quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996? When I'm not gaslighting the press and actually have some careen time, as I call it, I'm actually working on starting my acting career. So I'm auditioning to be the new spokeswoman for the Biden Glide family of products. The new product I'm happy to announce is called Puppet Master Gummies. Puppet Master Gummies allows you to change fact, involvement, and even truth with a single gummy. It also allows you to lie about age, health, family, and even ice cream. When you need a lie and cannot come up with one use Puppet Master Gummies, did that sound good? Do I have to yell like I'm yelling at the reporters every day? And with that, folks? interacted with so many of his son's Ford business associates. More than half of voters told CNN they believe the president was involved and he lied. You can't have a response to that, Kareem? I don't know what happened to Kareem in that one. Uh, did she just walk off stage? I think she did. Wow, that was a great addition. <laughs> Let me tell you. Go ahead, TZ. I wanted to, I wanted to add too, like you were saying, 
you know, Bigham's called this shit out a long time ago, you know, a couple of years ago. So with that, we already knew what the show was going to be. So them trying to blame each other is just trying to divide us. I feel like it's another divide tactic. It's just dividing us with who we get mad at or try to save us from going and getting mad at the government. So now we're just going to be mad at the Federal Reserve or the banks. There's that. There is also what they're going to try and do is basically either A, hide all this, or conceal it, or basically figure out a way to basically not let inflation pop before the election time. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. That's crazy. I don't know how they're going to pull that off either. That's absolutely, that's impossible, I, as as Ralph would point out. Nothing is impossible. No, this is also true. Nothing is impossible, but it's pretty damn hard, man. Especially with the they're way that. They're going to pull that off. I don't know how. I mean, unless, I mean, you're completely lying about labor numbers. I mean, completely lying about them. And you're completely lying about prices of consumer products and goods. You know? the, only, the only way they would pull that off is with, a, like, a stimulus package or a big one. No. You know, this is, you know, this is what I'm saying. Man. You know, it always comes to the end, you know, with these people. Why? Because at, that's when they can worry about that problem, you know, at that moment. You know, right now, they know that it's coming. They, they're not going to. They're, they're chilling back in reality, you know, because they're going to wait for the moment to come. They most likely already have who they're going to blame, you know, and at the same time, whoever is on the on on these type of um, uh, I want to call them like boards. Yeah. Oh, no, not boards. I mean, like if you're if you have your positions on whatever it is that you have it and it's going to mm-hmm. work out for you, you're going to see that. Now, me saying that also is they don't want other people to know this, you know, and I'm not just saying it because of, oh, more people that come in, they, you know, no, they just don't want more people to find out because the more people that find out, the more they're going to know who to blame. And they don't really want people to have clarity on who to blame. You know, it's not just about money. It's not just about like more people that come and join, let's say, quote unquote, the MOAS, right? They're going to start mm-hmm. getting knowledgeable. They're going to be like, yo, that guy, Security James, was telling me about this and that. You know, I went to check it out. And guess what? I confirmed it. And then more people come in. And then more people start thinking like that. That's the reason that they don't want people in the play. It's not necessarily the money. Because the money is going to fucking come. It's the fucking who are they going to blame. Because they're going to know. And the more people that know. Imagine that instead of like 4 million apes, that is 20 million or 50 million they know exactly what's going on and what happened and how it happened. And these, and they're making noise. You don't want that. You know, that's what I think. It's not, you know, like I said, they don't want you to know who is to blame. But in reality, it's all of them. All of them are to blame because all of them are a part of it. The White House is lying about everything. They're lying about, you know, even our fucking leader. There's things happening all around the world. The Federal Reserve is unsolvent. They're fucking broke. You know, and that's crazy mm-hmm. that somebody like me that is not an economist, I don't even, <laughs> nothing. And I, and I know this, this is surreal and fucked up because they don't expect that. 
in 2008, remember, go back. If you have never gone back, go back. And always people compare it to 2008. But go back to, to you know, 1999 or the early 2000s with the dot-com bubble. You're going to realize something is the fact that nobody knew what fucking happened. In 2008, nobody knew. Only but a certain amount of people. And in my belief, in my opinion, I think we are those certain amount of people that know exactly what's going on and what's happening and what's going to happen. So take that, you know, and like I said, I remember in 2008, 2009, there were buses filled with people, you know, these wealthy people going around towns, buying up towns, you know, literally buying all the properties. When in 2008 and 2009, they were telling you to sell your property. There were people that were buying them bitches up. There was always somebody in the know. They never warned any of you. They never warned anybody about 2008 or the dot-com bubble. They just let it happen. Because they knew that they would be able to profit off of it. Plain and simple. That's why Bleach, I firmly believe you talk about the game. And that's 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 one of the reasons for the game. Yeah, that's and that's crazy to think about it that way. But if you do it, it makes it so much simpler, man. Because imagine yeah. they were telling people to sell their properties at dirt bottom dollar. And imagine if by in 2012, that's when it finally bottomed out, you know, the real estate market was in 2012. So imagine those people bought these properties dirt cheap back then and they held them until imagine like now, let's say. You know how much money they're up in these properties? It's insane the amount, and that's where everything starts to happen. The over leveraging, the everything, everything that we know is because of this. This in fucking inflation number that they created, and I mean, I'm telling you because I've been seeing properties around where I'm at, just like the same thing that my father was telling me, like back in 2006, 2007, before like everything started to like crumble down. Yo, you were about a property, like let's say today, three months from today. You could have sold the same property for 80 G's to 100 G's more than you just bought it in a matter of three months. I'm seeing almost the same, or I was seeing the same thing just a couple of maybe like a year back, you know, with the properties. You know, they just went up and up and up and up and up and up. And imagine, guys, come on. You know that they use this as collateral. All these properties, the reason they're going up is because they need to inflate those numbers, man. Because when they start showing the real numbers, holy like I said, it's 2008 times 10 and on crack. Think about it. So to Bleach's point here, in, before 2008, you realistically, and let's just say, I'm going to use Chicago as an example, but you could have bought a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath, 2,000-square-foot home in the suburbs for probably max maybe 170 to 200000 your interest rate would have been higher, but you could have bought it there if you had held on and you would basically be able to keep that property. You are basically now, eh, let's just say five fifty to seven hundred. Think about that. That's crazy. And why do you think you had? in 2021 where everybody was going ahead and selling their properties and buying something new. One, because you had a federal reserve rate that was at zero 
So you're getting bone interest rates at that point. At, at that point, like one of one of my people, he basically purchased his first home, great credit, everything else, bought a home in the northern suburbs of Chicago, and ended up getting a thirty year at two point three seven five interest. On a three hundred and sixty-five thousand dollar property, beautiful home. She's never getting rid of that rate, ever, ever. But you know, now you're stuck because the minute that you, the minute that he decided if he wanted to move, now because of interest rates, would never be able to afford a home. So that's one of the reasons why now you're seeing the vacancy rate so low because nobody is moving. Nobody's buying homes. No one's applying for mortgages. Those numbers are statistically down dramatically over the last two years. So... Going back to the link, and this actually perfect segue, so this leads to a bigger problem, which is the Federal Federal Reserve is insolvent. I definitely think so. And crap, I'm in debt. So, not yesterday, but the day before, I posted about these yields and saying that it's beginning to look a lot like bank problems everywhere you go. Because the yield, and this is on three months, this is a three-month yield, jumped to 5.482. That's huge. So that morning... T-bill, you saw that T-bills are a way for the Federal Reserve can replenish their cash. That is the main prerogative of a Treasury bill, is to go ahead and give the Federal Reserve and replenish the cash reserves at the Fed. You are sold a Treasury bill for the interest, and in return, the Treasury gets the cash for the financial system. They may act like there isn't a problem like a duck in water because a duck on water, on the surface, it looks calm. But those feet are pedaling a mile a minute. So, one, the New York Commodity Bank isn't an isolated case, but another tip of the iceberg. A large enough bank like the New York Commodity Bank has liquidity issues can cause a cascading effect through the financial system where treasury bills are the only saving grace that they have. When you see unusual swings like this and like yesterday, we're up 
to six months, six months, something is very, very wrong. Once a bank in trouble is identified by other banks, the first reaction is to pull liquidity off the table and reduce the risk just in case. This in turn starts a chain reaction and all banks use treasuries to rebalance their books. Five, the Fed discount window increased $2 billion more this week as a sign there was no lender left in the open market for the amount of liquidity as further proof of cash shortages in the system. This is screwed up. They are in so much debt, and that's why you see the scale, and the scale is tipped. And this is really screwed up. So when the most liquid markets in the market in the market show sign of distress, illiquidity, someone somewhere is scrambling to find liquidity. When the most liquid market in the market shows signs of distress and illiquidity, someone somewhere is scrambling to find liquidity. I can have you all look at Citadel's financials. If you looked at Citadel's financials right now, they are in dire straits. Absolutely dire straits. I know Robert can contest to this because as of right now, they are 1% away from filing bankruptcy. Literally 1%. I know, Robert, you want to expunge more on that if you would like. Maybe. Um, well, if we're talking about banks and New York, you know, all these New York bank, uh, community banks and all this other stuff, they're not going to have any more liquidity. They're not going to be able to get any liquidity or collateral right now because they're, they're shot up at this. So they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing and just expand. And, you know, that that whole March 11th BTFP is gone, at, you know, soon enough. So what are they going to be able to do with no liquidity as it is? Pretty much nothing. Well, they don't have anything, and it's hard to borrow when all the banks are going under. Now, at the same time, so they're borrowing money. Now they don't have any money that they can actually legitimately borrow from their prime broker. They can't go ahead and actually get money from anywhere. Plus having to go ahead and repurchase and try to get all these swaps so that they, their name is concealed from any type of legal problems that they have. If you go ahead and you look back, you can basically see all the times that Citadel has purchased some swaps from UBS because their name is written all over it. They can't let that get back into the marketplace. If they let that get back to the marketplace, then the equities that are in that swap will blow up. And the nakeds that are in those swaps will be exposed. So they're going to try and take out some loans. They're going to have to because there's no other way that they can actually survive. Point example, 
You had Citadel that secured, I believe it was a $500 million loan, not even two months ago. And that's gone. It's all gone. So with Citadel's financials, I promise I'll look into that this weekend uh, to see if there's any events that happens on the 10th. And will it have any effect on our great enemy? But with all this happening in a matter of two days, these problems that I went over with you above is the main reason for the New York Commodity Bank recent falls fallout. Does anybody remember what we were talking about last month? I'll give you a clue. It starts with an H. Anybody want to guess? Anyone? Anyone? HSBC? Nope. 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 It's three three letter acronym. Anyone? No? Good. No. Hide to maturity or hold till maturity is your problem. And it's a big fucking problem because this is your, this is your collateral. This is your major source of your assets, your collateral holdings. And that leads to your problem, which we see up above that I went ahead and I posted uh, this one. Nope, not that one. It is your third slide. Exclusive Deutsche Bank to file liquidity suit against Chinese developer Sh- uh, Shimao. Uh, sources say uh, Deutsche Bank is preparing a liqu- liquidation lawsuit in Hong Kong against Chinese developer Shimao Group, two sources have said, in a rare move by the foreign firm that comes amidst uh, rising credit defaults and China's deepening property sector crisis. Uh, The firm is among the many of Chinese developers that have defaulted on offshore bonds after it missed the interest and principal payment for a $1 billion offshore bond in July of 22. After that missed payment, its entire $11.7 billion worth of offshore debt is deemed to be in default. Uh Oh... Hey, look at that. So now you're in now you're in more problems. So let's go ahead. That's your commercial real estate. So all your commercial real estate just took a huge shit. And I mean a big shit. This problem is worse than the raccoon that got caught in the copy machine. I promise you that. And just to add fuel to that fire, go ahead to the slide right next to it. 
And here is the time where New York Commodity Bank just goes ahead and takes a big old dirt nap. And there's a chart that shows it. I don't see it lasting past next week. There's no way. You got Moody's and you got Moody's that's gone ahead and already downgraded their their rating to junk. Absolute poo. There's no other way to describe it. It's just a poo. And here you go. Post it up above. Thank you to my leader, Leo. So you're really just coming into a situation where it's basically, could this be the start of your bank runs? Absolutely. Could this be the start of your cascading waterfall effect? Absolutely. And it's going to continue to get worse. And they can't have the public know about it. That's the problem. So when you're talking about New York Commodity Bank's recent fall off, well, the hold the maturity problem is the biggest problem. Let's give Jerome Mr. Burns Powell a round of applause. Sound effect, please. I would love a sound effect right now from either Bleach or Robert or Teasy. That's a really shitty applause. He deserves that, though. Yeah. So for the performance of the last FOMC meeting, boy, did he make a lot of things clear. The Fed knows they screwed up and the fight against inflation and it's going to flare back up to a point where political adjustment won't be able to hide what's obvious in the real world anymore. If you look up above, I posted this just as a normal post up above, but danger, danger, danger. Let's get ready for the bloodbath of the banks. The Federal Reserve's $2 billion discount window loans and missed financial strain. Here is the problem the Fed has. $2.2 billion in loans provided for the week ending in February 28th. And as you can see, here's their statistical release showing that loan. They haven't gotten paid back. And they ain't going to. The U.S. banking system is not sound and safe anymore. As a matter of fact, that phrase has been crossed out of the new FOMC statement. It's fair to wonder whether the Fed pulled the bank term funding program to rip the Band-Aid off the banking system because this does two things. And it exposes exposure to the public who haven't been drinking the administrative Kool-Aid. It stops the backdoor money printing. So this has to deal with quantitative tightening. So 
when you hear the words quantitative tightening, that's the Fed's responsibility to take basically measures to go ahead and basically put a clamp on their money to not loan it out, to not give it to the banks, to basically, in return, they should be collecting treasuries as opposed to giving cash because this is a vicious cycle. When the bank wants money, the bank will give treasuries to the Federal Reserve for money. And when the Federal Reserve needs money, the Federal Reserve will pass treasuries for cash. Well, that can't happen. They've been talking about how they've been in quantitative tightening for two years now. And they actually have to be serious about tightening financial conditions. Tightening financial condition is another sentence crossed out on of that day's FOMC statement to hope they don't get a flare-up in inflation right before the U.S. elections in November. So what they're trying to do is basically engineered a controlled demolition within the banking system early enough to have troubles fixed and forgotten by November. Kind of like what happened in 2023. The problem is, is what New York Commodity Bank showed to the world today is that the Fed failed to recognize that not only is the cancer masturbating within the banking system, but the size of the problem today compared to last year's problem with SVB, um, I can't remember that other one, that other bank, but with the three banks that went under last year, this is a hundred times larger. And with the main problem being hold to maturity as this depleting every bank's biggest form of collateral used for their bets. Bye-bye. And that's what you're walking into. You are basically walking in. It's kind of the perfect fire to basically have on your financial system. The reason why that they want to start this fire, like he was saying, so that it's done, it's fixed prior to election time to make it look like this administration was able to fix the problem, quote unquote, but there's no way that they possibly can. Because now it's good for us. It's great for us. Actually, it's the best thing that could probably fucking happen for us. But for the public, for the unsuspecting public, this is going to cause that huge credit crunch problem that I talked about earlier. This is going to be a situation where the people themselves are going to not going to have two pennies to rub together, probably lose jobs, lose homes. You're going to see, you know, the divorce rate probably go up tenfold because 
money is the root of all evil, but it sure does make the world go round. And that's what we're walking into. You're walking into a depression. And so if they think that they're actually going to fix said problem by the time that the election season comes, they really have another thing coming to them because there is no way that they are going to be able to fix this problem as fast as they think that they could because one problem leads to another problem and that problem leads to the other problem. And that's why you always fix the problem at hand first, as opposed to worrying about making you worry about all the other problems in the sky before you fix the original problem. So I hope this was easy enough to follow along with. Um, I try to make it as simple as possible. I hope that it's a good thing for you guys to basically look back on and basically see, hey, you know, I remember him talking about this. Hey, I remember talking about this. And so this way you have something to go ahead and recollect and basically be able to view and see. And moving forward, if this is a good way, j just tell me and I'll go ahead and that. I do all of them like this moving forward just because I think this is easier for you guys to understand because you're able to see it in front of you. So with that, let's go ahead and open up the floodgates. But I wanted to make sure that you guys understood that this is a problem that is going to make things a lot more difficult for everybody else. And as you can see from certain things, and Karina, thank you for posting that. I will go ahead and post that up above as well. Um, we all heard about this earlier today, but you also heard that our good friends over at Cinemark with chapter 11 bankruptcy no that's not right my bad that's what? uh it's on it's on cinemark my bad it's oh. uh uh what's this uh metropolitan whatever it's called okay well whatever that one is it's a small one in la well that doesn't count it's not really small it has a lot of locations it's just not big as amc uh, so I mean, they write, they write all the theaters up there, and then they say, oh, it's it's this one. I love how they put, put a picture of AMC on, like, up in front. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, this is blatant stock bashing to a T. And how, how are they? This is, they got me. Not. Huh? Yeah, they got me. I was I thought it was the whole time I was I thought I was thinking of Cinemark or Cineworld. Next thing you know, it's not some other theater company. This is what the end game looks like. Yeah. True. I mean, this is the end game. The end game is collateral flying out. I mean it's, just it all doesn't even have money no more. They're they're they're, they they're went bust at the poker table. 
Well, their liabilities and assets are the same now. So, you know, I know that all that's fake, but um, their fake numbers are now reporting that they're fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just completely, completely boned in every way, shape, and form. I mean, there is no, there's no fooling you now. And then you got March 11th? Come on. Mm Mm-hmm. Bank term funding program. <gasps> Where are they going to send the spy, man? What? Where are they going to send the spy to, man? Six hundred dollars, dude. There's no. I, I don't see any feasible way that they can honestly do that. I don't see how it's at fifty one hundred. I mean, but let's let's use our imagination a little bit. Let's see how, because it could happen, you know. I mean, but how would they make it happen? Well. They wouldn't. I mean, if you wanted more, uh, more, more problems to add, I mean, you're going to pump it. But I mean, if you pump it, you're going to pump it. Pro- I don't know. I don't know. Probably fifty five hundred, maybe. There's no solution. No. Well, I mean, that's the only way to keep the suspecting public away from the problem. If you think that the, everything is good, I mean. Mo Mohammed says it best. The heart of American souls are in the line. If the line is going up, Americans are happy. But if the line's going down, oh man, people start to look. Like I say, I'm telling you, man. You see, like the the cryptos are pumping, but not like the 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 you know the quote unquote big time cryptos. You're talking about like the meme quote unquote, right? They're all mm-hmm. pumping right now. You know, and that's the thing. That was like a premonition to what happened. But I just want, like, honestly, I want to know when it happens, but I want to know how it happened. Like, I want to know what was the trigger to make it all, like, you know, happen. You know, or, or like, how can they keep going? Like, these people, like, and I, we all know how they can keep going. It's not like you and me, man. Like, if you get a credit card payment, let's say that you got to make, you don't pay it. I mean... I don't even know how it goes. I think it's like 30 days, then 60 days, right? And then after that, what happens? 30, 60, 90. 90, and then what happens after that? Like, they, they send you to default? You default on the, yeah, default on the card. You're, well, you're supposed to be defaulted. Well, you see, like that, they don't even have that system for these type of people. I mean, look, in 2021, they were, you know, they, they were um waived $21 billion, you know, waived. Mm-hmm. You know, that way they, they. So, like I said, like we, you know, we gotta know. But that. do you know who took that debt on? What was that? Do you know who took that debt on? I have no idea. The Fed. Yeah, but see, like, like that's what I'm saying. Then, so like that, I wouldn't surprise me that they would do the same thing right now. They would just, you know, keep doing it and doing it. And I'm. But stuck. how can the Fed take on the debt when they don't have money to? They don't have it. And like I said, man, I'm just telling you right now. I don't know why. You know, and this is like a, in my, you know, I don't know why they let Jerome Powell stay as the chairman of the Federal Reserve, because remember, he was put there by Trump. Right. So that's Trump's mm-hmm. guy. Biden decided to keep him in. Why? Why? Like I said, he was actually elected. So the federal, the chairman of the Federal Reserve has an election period as well, which is decided between the you know the other fed chairs 
So when he goes ahead and actually is reelected, that's why there is a, such a gap between his election period and the actual time that he was appointed Fed chair in the beginning, like during COVID. If you ever listen to the Fed meetings during that period of time, he didn't say shit for eight, nine months. And that's why, because their their terms are three years. Mm, okay. But so that's why. So but didn't Biden have a, a, a lady that he wanted to put there? I remember. It was, uh, it was wasn't it Hester Pierce? No, 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 no. It wasn't Hester Pierce. It was somebody else. But then they decided to keep, you know, Jerome, even though like, you know, from what you're saying. But the thing is, it's like why? I'm I'm starting to like come closer and closer with the election coming, and not just the election because there's way more things you know you know more important than that shit, but it's what mm-hmm. goes on in the background, you know. And I'm starting to think like hey you know maybe, just maybe you know like I wish that tomorrow we wake up and we start hearing about like oh some whistleblower that's the best hope that I can get like a whistleblower that actually gets on the news, gets on X everywhere you know like everybody's seeing it. And the guy's telling you exactly like how terrible everything really is. He is from this bank and blah blah blah. But they be killed. Oh, I mean, I, of course. But like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just hoping it's not like you know, this is just hope. But at the end, like I'm saying, that it might be, it might it might just be political, man. In reality, like in political meaning, it's just political. Just means is the people that want to stay in power. That's it. That's what politics you know means at this point. It's like, it don't matter if it's red or blue. It's just certain individuals want to stay in power and they want to stay in power regardless of what the cost is going to be, you know? And, and maybe they know that they're may, they might be losing the power and, you know, they're going to leave the country or the economy of the whole world and shit in the hands of somebody else. Remember, these people are experts in that, like passing the blame mm-hmm. to somebody else. Like, it's incredible, man. No, it is. But the problem that the Fed did, and like I said in said in the link, is that they did two things that they shouldn't have done. One was ending the bank term funding program because that rips the Band-Aid off of the banking system. They can't draw money from the Fed anymore. They have to use the discount window basically turning in their largest form of collateral to the Federal Reserve to get cash for survival. That's one. And two is the backdoor money printing and fake quantitative tightening that they've been doing. That exposes those two things. And by doing that, that's where your problems lie because they can't get more money and they can't print more money and those are the two biggest problems and i highly doubt that any bank themselves are going to want to turn in their biggest form of collateral because on the flip side of that remember for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction in a marketplace so if you go ahead and you turn in your largest form of collateral for cash well, that largest form of collateral is used to hold my position and margin on this. So how am I going to, how can I do that? 
that's where your cascading effect starts. What's up, Ghost? Yeah, big big thing that I want to say is like, how long can they cook the books for? Like, seriously, when all this gets exposed, like, we might have to bring up like 2008 and stuff like that. Like, if they're able to cook the books as I just as said long they, as they, they can't as cook long the books, as they have. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> you're you're about to expose the whole system. And at this point, it's just going to show that America is, like, seriously the biggest criminal organization on this planet, dude. And it sucks. We're supposed to be a free freaking, we're supposed to be, like, you know, like, the epitome of freaking freedom and all this other stuff. And ultimately, what is going on is it's showing that America is the biggest criminal out of everyone, dude. And, and I don't want to live in America. Like, I, I don't want to live in a place like that, dude. I, I seriously don't. Like, but where do you go? How do we get rid of all the stupid fucking criminals in all power positions so that we could actually have a freaking free society, uh, a society that wants to grow, a community that wants to grow? Like, dude, it, it is getting to the point where it's just so disgusting that it... it, it I, I don't even want to say what I want to say, but it, you it, might as well. Just, it's just so disgusting, dude. I, I don't even want to be on this planet anymore. There, 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 there you go. I don't even want to be on this planet anymore because this is so disgusting. Fuck it. Kill me. Take me out of this fucking existence. Because well, I'm not going to do that. No, you no, know I'm not going to talk to Elon, man. That, that's why I didn't want to say it. But, dude, like, it's to the point where it's just so disgusting, dude. We rape little kids. We've trafficked little kids, all this shit. Dude, America is now showing them their true colors. And it's, (laughs) people need to wake up, dude. People need to wake up, like, now. So in global recessions, global depressions, and everything else, normally what ends up happening is that the United States is last to really take the shit end of the stick at the end. They, they, it's always happened. Every other country kind of goes through this, starts the recovery phase. And by the time it gets to us, we're getting the worst end of it. And it normally lasts the longest. We're always last for some odd reason, not first, but last. And then afterwards, we normally have. By the time it gets to us, we have the shortest time to get back to where we were. Unfortunately, because of everything that's kind of gone on and the way that they have gone ahead and concealed certain things and how they've reworked numbers and how they've, you know, faked pretty much everything, you're looking at a longer recovery period, unfortunately. That's that's the problem that you run in, into. So when you're looking at a recovery time, you know, I, I'm going to say anywhere between 7 to 12 years. When this thing finally blows up, doesn't matter for you guys or anybody that hedges themselves correctly. You guys will be fine because on the flip side, you guys win. 
but you needed the whole thing to basically burn for you to win. And that's why I've always talked about how, you know, we're going to have to be the people that actually fix this. We're going to be the people that are going to head and making, you know, new jobs, giving people a life, giving people, you know, work, helping them get a home, making a difference. It's not about Lambos. You can have your toys. You'll be able to have your toys and you'll be able to buy shit pennies on the dollar. But you guys also have to understand that everything that you see around you, everything that you know, that you've grew up on, that you've seen, that your, your cities, your towns, all that stuff, there's going to be a world of hurt. And that's because they didn't tell anybody about anything. But you can make a difference. Whether it's you wanting to start your own business or whether you guys wanting to go ahead and help your communities or, I mean, whatever way that you see fit to basically go ahead and make a difference, that's what you got to be. And that's why we have to go ahead and make us what we were and actually have that the correct American dream because that has been stripped from this country a long, long time ago. Go ahead, Ghost. The problem, though, that I see is that throughout the generations, they've chipped away. That's what they do. They chip away, chip away. They get exposed. Things happen. They chip away. They chip away. And that's why we're at the point that we are right now, where things are just so freaking chaotic. Things are not right. We know that they're not right. This is not how... Any type of civilization wants to exist. There, we are in a slave state. The thing is, like I said, throughout the generations, they have chipped away, chipped away, changed history. They have erased history, re-educated people in the way that they want to. And they have chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And this is what they do. They... they <laughs> Whether it's left or right, it's all about power. It's all about control. And ultimately, they chip away, they push as much as possible, and then people will fight back. And then they slowly do it again. And then they keep building and building and building to the world they want to create. It's not the world that the people want to create. It's the world that they create. And that's why we are in the position that we are in right now. And they keep getting away with it. And until the people all come together and stop fighting over religion, race, color, this, that, freaking all of that, when we start to say we want an actual existence where we can learn, grow, come together, and expand... Nothing's going to change. No, it's going to be the same thing. No, they're, they're just going to take as much rights away from us as possible. And they're going to do it little by little. And they've been doing it for so long. And they've been getting away with it. I don't see 
I don't see that per se. What if that situation were to happen? That's where you see the great reset happen. That's what you would see. And that the great reset refers to the WEF's plan, which is basically you have nothing, you have no income. We tell you what you can buy, we tell you what you can do, and that's it. That I don't see happening. Because there's no way that we would ever, the people would ever stand to a foreign ruler ever again. And that's why I don't see that portion of it happening. And in regards to people, people have the right to make their own decisions and beliefs on what they do and who they are. As we are not one, we are not one common society that believes in the same thing. Everybody has their right to their religion, their beliefs, their what they want to be and everything else. But we can still make a difference whether or not they, the ideals are different. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a deterring factor to anybody because that can't change. That's what we preach as Americans. I mean, we, we are the, we have the right of free speech. We have the right to free assembly. We have the rights to do all those things. And if you take that away, that's taking away our core values as a country. So can you fight against what the, the tyranny that we've been, that we've been through? Yes. Can you go ahead and do that? Sure. That's not a problem. It's a matter of how, you go ahead and you play, you're playing a game of chess. This is your biggest game of chess that you've ever played in your life. And that game of chess right now, you just knocked out their queen. Point blank. Because you took away two things that they never wanted you to take away. One, bank term funding program. There's no overnight liquidity for them. None. They can't go and pull from this. They can't go and they can't go ahead and backdoor print. So it's not like they're going ahead and saying, "Hey, Fed, come on, do me here. Let me just, let me just give me a, give me a couple billion. Come on, come on. You you know you can print. No, it's not like that. They can't do it." And that has to deal with the quantitative tightening. So they never expected you to actually expose that. And thanks to everybody, you did. Congratulations. You just knocked off their queen. And come March, and all signs are pointing to it. Here's where you go ahead and you it's time to go ahead and put it into checkmate. And this is how you stop the banks. This is where you cut the head of the snake off. Is by going after the banks. And this is the process that you're going to start to see. Because as one bank starts to fall, you're going to see that the people themselves, like the actual public, 
because their eyes are going to be exposed to this. When you see one bank as big as the New York Commodity Bank falling, this is going to cause people to worry about where their money is sitting. And is it safe with my bank? Maybe it's more safe with me. And this is where you start to see your cascading runs on banks. What's up, Whisper? Hey, good evening, everybody. I hope everybody's doing good. Oh, we are always good there, man, kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, listen, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not smart enough to to, to follow all this. But you what, are very, very intelligent. Well, thank you very much. But what is your to stop the banks from eating up the smaller ones and the ones that are having trouble and then pushing this can down the road as if nothing's happened? So there's a law that's been enacted to basically stop the banks from monopolizing. And that's basically, it's called the 13% law. And that 13% was actually had to be bent just for J.P. Morgan Chase to absolve, I can't remember the name of that bank, but uh, something federal bank, I can't remember what it was called, but it was... Um, last year, they actually bent that rule to go ahead and let J.P. Morgan absolve that bank. But here's the bigger problem, Whisper, is that where's their collateral to be able to take on that bank? Well, isn't like, uh, what is it, UPS uh, having an issue with collateral? Because of- Oh, yeah. That's been going on for a year now, over a year. Well, UBS was given a loan by their government, by upper and lower parliament. They believe it was the (laughs) upper parliament that gave them that money and basically screwed lower parliament. But they gave them the money. They promised them the money if they would take on Credit Suisse's problem. They did. They're trying to offload said problem. That's why you're seeing Citadel trying to buy these swaps so that it doesn't get exposed and puts a new timer on those swaps. They can't do it. Didn't they just get bought didn't, by someone else, though? Didn't Citadel lose that? Citadel lost it to... Uh, Robert, you know that. What was the name? Uh, you got me on the spot. Yeah, I know. I totally put you on the spot on that one. Sorry. Say that again. Who is the what? Who did Citadel lose that swap to? Uh, that would be. Um, I want to say it's uh, UBS. No. no, UBS. No, UBS sold it. UBS sold it. It was Citadel, and then- it was like another three-letter. It was something small, I think. Yeah. I know it wasn't UBS, but they lost it to somebody else. But that doesn't stop that ticker over. That was just the partial payment on that swap. Yeah, true. Swaps can only be restarted if they're paid in full. And they have to be paid in full on the day that they're due. Or else that doesn't start a new ticker. 
Yeah, uh, Biotech knows. I'm pretty sure. Go ahead, Biotech. Let's go. Hey, Moose. it was a uh, ant group. There you go. Oh, the okay. I got you. The the okay. Gotcha, gotcha. It's the the one that went yeah. lost and they were accepting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I posted. I just I I couldn't remember the fucking name. Yeah, ant group. Nope. What's up, Moose? That was. That was bought by Jack Ma, and I believe the company was called Arm or AIM. I think AIM. Yeah. Yeah. And so Citadel lost buying the, um, it's almost essentially like a, um, not a, it's like a market maker platform that services China. Like it, and uh, Jack Ma bought that out from under, under Kenny Griffith, so good for him. Yeah, he sure did. But that was only a portion of said swap. That was due. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a piece that's a piece of Credit Swiss. That was Credit Swiss China. Yeah. So that's not the whole swap. A whole swap can't be retimed out until it is completely paid for. And normally on the day of due date, it's paid in cash at that time. Or else, I believe it's a, it's either a sixty or a ninety day extension period that they have, and of course, that extension period, since it was supposed to be due on December fifteenth, what's three months? March. Hoo wee. That's why we said that March is a glorious month. So March eleventh. Really so March eleventh, we're expecting what? Bank doors to be closed. Uh, it'll be very interesting that day when the bank term funding program ends. I have no idea what to expect. None. The team because your overnight liquidity is just is gone. You ain't borrowing no money. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see any type of, you know, suspicious bail-ins during that period of time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, and you guys saw him last year. I mean... You had Bank of America blaming Zell for their, you know, oh, well, you know, Zell magically took out my money. Uh, you know, it, it, it just took out my whole paycheck. And it's going to be, you know, you know, 14 to 20 day, 21 days before I get it back. Huh? How did Zell take your money out unless you, you specifically pressed the buttons? Well, my mortgage will be paid by then, so it doesn't matter. There you go. So you don't have a problem then. At least for the next month. But I, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the next month. But yeah, I mean, but that's if you're still at one of them ISTA banks. You know, if you're in a if you're in your credit union that's not involved in ISDA, I mean, you should be fine. You know what the funny part is? Hmm. 
if we can all sit on the fucking Twitter all week and figure all this shit out, what's stopping one, either them from figuring it out and providing the, the proof and stuff they need to fight these motherfuckers in court or us getting in contact with them somehow and, you know, lending them a helping hand. Like, hey, guys, what's up? Uh, we got this information for this, this, and this. It'll help you with this matter in your lawsuit. Email me back. Have a great day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get some some, yeah. some kind of communication. I mean... Just to stir the pot a little, you know? We came this far. I, I mean, realistically, I, I've... I know I've gone ahead. I mean, Whisper, you had uh, that senator who... Uh, what was it? James Bradley? Yeah, he's in my room uh, times. Yeah. So he was in... He, I've I've spoken to him what three times and showing him everything that I have and nothing. Are they all just scared? Cause they're playing the same game though. That That's a, I mean, possibly they don't want to say nothing. They don't even want to bring nothing up because they just want everybody to figure, you know, naturally organically happen. And everybody else figure out on their own. So did you forget what happened with, with N, NWBO? Lo- I, I'm sorry. What just? What did you say? Biotech. Did you did you forget what happened with NWBO, the lawyer that was investigating the case against Citadel, mm-hmm. was offered a plum job making a huge amount of money. Now this is a lawyer that's working at you know that that he's working directly for Citadel now. Yes, and so he's working firm. through he's working through another law firm, but that law firm gets a lot of money from Citadel, so. That's what you're up against. You you know, if there's a problem, a legal problem for Citadel, it's going to bribe or buy its way out of it. That's the way for they sure. do business. For sure. They're going to take, they're going to protect their assets as, and asses as much as they possibly can until the thunder, which will come down on one of them. I don't know, and I, I've said this before, and it's just because it, it, it's the way that every company is designed, especially most brokerages, trading platforms, market makers, hedge funds, and like Citadel, they're in a LLC blanket. So you have Citadel on top. Here's Citadel on top. You have four different lines each one of these lines has six different boxes in those lines. And those boxes represent Citadel, the hedge fund, Citadel, the market maker, Citadel Connect. You have Pelafox. You have such XYZ trucking company. You have this. You have that. And each one of these little boxes have its own individual LLC attached to it. So it may never... It's Citadel up top that did all the nefarious shit, but they're assuming the responsibility based upon the individual LLCs below it. So that you may take out those boxes or half of those boxes, but you'll never get to Citadel up on top. And that's what the lawyers will sit there and try to protect. Yeah, you're dealing with the subsidiaries. And not the not Correct. the parent company. So, J- so James, 
I, I want to kind of circle back because, you know, there's been a lot of talk tonight about how long can they kick the can and, you know, the, the vanishing liquidity. And I'm working on some slides, some good DD slides about Citadel because Citadel just mm -hmm. released its X17A5, which is its annual report. Correct. And I'm comparing it to the previous four years from 2019 mm -hmm. to, to 2022. And I've noticed something very interesting in this year's Citadel report. In this year's is it the sold is it the sold not yet purchased? It involves that. Okay. Okay. So Citadel is using the term gross securities for the very first time. You go back <laughs> and you look at the the previous reports. They talk about gross obligations and gross amounts. Mm -hmm. You'll see like a dozen instances if you do a, a word search in the from the pdf so yeah. what is a gross security so the gross security is citadel's securities their own so they're they're long assets they may own nvidia they may own microsoft or some other shares that are long and it also the mega seven hmm? the mega seven yeah and I'm, I'm sure they own lots of other things too but it, of course but it also includes the shares not yet purchased that are recorded at fair value and there's been a lot of people that have sort of pieced apart um the issue of fair value the way they value it as to pump up the collateral on their books may not be the actual fair value okay so i don't want to get into that part of it so if you have gross securities that include these securities not yet purchased and you look at their Table one, and this is all. This is the table that all the financial analysts are are you going to use. They won't dig into. The, they won't dig into the text. But the but on the table when they've got the the the, the assets and the liabilities, and it usually kind of balances out to a to a zero game because they're accounting mm -hmm. for all the assets and liabilities in the company. If you look at that, their shares sold not yet purchased is this year. 27.3 billion and last year it was around 45 billion but in the text in this year's um, x17a5 they say as of december 31st 2023 gross securities owned of approximate approximately 60.17 billion have been pledged as collateral to counterparties on contract terms which permit the counterparties to sell or re-pledge these securities to others. So a pledge is not a rehypothecation. McSqueezy. No, it's not. McSqueezy the cow had a, had some really good DD earlier today talking about mm -hmm. how um, you know he's noticed that Citadel is pledging these collaterals, pledging this as collateral, but and you know it indicating that he thinks it's rehypothecation, but it's not. Those are two two separate no, things. No, it's not rehypothecation. And my question, my question to you is that is, are they using in their gross the zombie stocks? I didn't think about that. It, it's quite, I mean, if they're, if they're, if they're going to use securities uh, not yet purchased, mm -hmm. um, they could be using the zombie stocks. But the actual val yep. actual value of the stocks for collateral, it's probably you know they could own a billion shares of Toys R Us at point zero zero one cent or whatever, right? Maybe it's not mm -hmm. worth it for them to include them. 
but the value is based upon where it, the value is still 10 times what that is. It's only because of the massive amounts of shorting that they've done and used for it. So it still holds its actual value in the zombie. Yeah. So so what I what I found really interesting with this whole issue of gross securities is that when they pledge this as collateral to a counterparty, the counterparty can re-pledge the securities, right? Mm -hmm. So we know from page two of this X17A5 report that it talks about um, um, that the securities owned are held at various global financial institutions and at the DTCC. So they're basically telling you they're holding uh, shares they don't own with the DTC in the US and they're holding them internationally like Palafox in Switzerland. Um, could mm -hmm. be one or Goldman Sachs, an international arm of, of Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs or Citigroup. When you have securities that are owned outside of the US, there's no obligation for them to report those synthetic shares, right? So we, Correct. Plus, the obligation is already full. So that is a really great way to hide AMC synthetic shares on your books. Yeah, because okay. they'll never be exposed. And when you have this, these security lending agreements that's, that Citadel is getting into, their counterparty is exchanging their uh, shares not yet purchased, typically for cash or other securities. And we know Citadel is going to take the cash because they're short on cash. Now, I say to you, why would Citadel take on the on this risk? And the risk is when you bundle sold not yet purchased shares with your long assets and pledge them under a contract to a third party, that puts your company at a much higher exposure risk if that counterparty and we know we've heard tonight and you know we've been talking about this for a long time about how much trouble these banks are in we've we saw silvergate go under we saw uh, uh northwestern first financial that was at first financial thank you i was trying to remember that that was the one that was absolved by jp morgan right go on so, so we've seen that these bank these these mid-sized banks are getting in trouble and they're failing now, mm -hmm. why would you, as a as a Citadel hedge fund, pledge your long securities and your and your your actual debt securities not sold not yet purchased, and place them with the counterparty? Because if that counterparty experiences financial difficulty or defaults or goes bankrupt, that pledged security by Citadel um, gets exposed. Gets exposed, and they have to come up with that money. So so. Mm -hmm. This is the very first year we've seen Citadel take the gross securities, which include the shares not yet purchased, put them in a pledge for lending agreements that it puts it at a much greater risk, somebody else's risk. They wouldn't do that unless they were in dire, dire need of liquidity or money. And people are saying, well, how, how, how do we know how long they can kick, kick the can? If you're a large hedge fund and you're having to do this in 2023, you're running on gas fumes. You don't have you don't have a lot of money and liquidity left uh, in the real world. On the books, maybe yeah, you're cooking the books, making them look good, but in real life, you're hurt. 
So you're basically at that one percent. You're at that one percent where their coverage right now on their financial books. Now, the you lead to a great point is that now that the Fed actually has to train these banks and you know securities or like hedge funds, market makers and all them to use the Fed window, what happens if they pledge that security to the Fed window? Well, these these agreements themselves, James, are repos, repurchase agreements. Whether they're going Mm -hmm. through the Fed, I don't think so. I I think the banks are not lending to other banks. So when Citadel shows up and says, I want to bring $60 billion in, in uh, potential liquidity for you to um, do a 35 to 1 on, you don't think the banks are going to jump at that? No, I think every one of them will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're looking for the liquidity, right? They want to take that, that uh, $60 billion that Citadel is, and they want to, they want to uh, kind of martingale it. They want to make it into a lot more money for loans for themselves. So they, the bank can get the liquidity. Yeah, but I, at the expense of Citadel, that would be some bad management on their behalf if they were to go ahead and actually do that and put them in a huge, huge risk. Well, they already have, James, because it's on their 2023 yeah. report. My only feeling, uh, my only feeling, is that it's probably somebody big like Goldman Sachs or or Bank of America, where I'm going to say J.P. Morgan because J.P. Morgan was the one that sponsored them. That's true, and they, those are the ones that were both fined together for uh, for insider trading, sharing inf- yep. insider trading info. Yep, and that was, that and was that's really, why really recently. And that's why J.P. Morgan was the one that basically sponsored, I believe it was 42 other hedge funds and the nefarious ones, just so that they can get trading data for the new E-Trade. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that's really stupid of Citadel to put itself at that exposure. But then I realized Citadel has just gained too big to fail status and where they're pledging it too are probably one of the two or three big banks, uh, you know, like Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup that have too big to fail status also. So it's the big bailout club, right? Like Citadel, you know, is taking on the risk, but it realizes that that the Fed is going to backstop all of them. So the question is, is that okay? Because then this becomes a two thousand and eight. A dilemma again where you know the banks are going to start begging for a bailout and so when you have all of these major banks like jp morgan and morgan stanley bank of america wells fargo all of that goldman sachs that are filing a suit against the federal reserve does the federal reserve say in the wraparound, fuck you. We're not helping any of you now because you're suing us. No, you don't. You don't shoot your foot off because you don't like your toes. You know, it's the, true. The, the, the Fed is going to suck it up. It, it knows it has to backstop these banks and hedge funds because it, 
it's the, it's the systemic risk again, right? Mm-hmm. But that systemic risk is already at to a point where, the, I mean, they ripped off the Band-Aid. The Band-Aid was the bank term funding program and their backdoor money printing, which they can't do with quantitative tightening on. So I don't know how they go ahead and actually do any of it. They really can't. They can't. No. So, 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 so I think I think where the Fed is going with this, James, is they are going to cause a very controlled set of mid-sized banks to fail, and they want to have the bigger banks like like uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, buy up these smaller banks and you're we're gonna it's a controlled consolidation i really believe that's what's happening what we're seeing that's what i just said you yeah right right. so but then you're having to go ahead and basically take out a law that has been in since pretty much enron about monopolizing and taking away that 13 percent rule for the banks Got to do what you got to do to prevent the whole system from collapsing, don't you? You do. Got, got so more of more of the uh, the, uh, the corporate corporatocracy. So now you're basically telling. So now you're going to tell the American public that you can have a monopoly now, and now you can go ahead and these banks can basically eat up the smaller banks to make mega banks. And this is how, so this is how you get a new form of currency, which would be your CBDC then on the flip side. A great way to introduce a CBDC is when you only have a few really, really big players that can control the introduction of your new currency. Beautiful. Great plan. So now here's your next, here's your next problem then is that you would have one the Restrict Act would have to go ahead and be passed through Congress, which they're not passing shit until election time. That's one. Executive and, order. And you could do executive order, but that still can be blocked by individual states. So, so now, okay. now with individual states that are being, that are blocking that. So I, believe the list was at 14 that were blocking. Bleach, are you taking a shower or what's going on? No, you see, that's a hair for me. So you're going to have to burn. I need everyone coming in. Oh. Hey, I took with for everything. I was the only part. So, James, if you have enough banks of these mid-sized banks spread across enough states mm-hmm. that are in trouble, do you think any of the congressmen are going to prevent or block an executive order that repeals that cap for monopoly? And it'll be it'll be framed not as not as the big banks coming in and taking over. It'll be framed as uh, saving the investors' money, the depositors' money. I could see I, I could see where you're coming from. It's the it's the illegal printing or the distribution of CBDCs 
where I see is the problem because those states have already said if these have these will be printed, then they will succeed from the United States in doing so. So what what if it is kind of rolled out, James, in a parallel track that if you have a huge financial problem or another crisis like Katrina happens Mm -hmm. and the feds just kind of set up and say, okay, we've got like regular funding and the, you know, FEMA and what we put in place will, will help with a disaster relief or a financial relief, you know, instead of bailing in all the depositors and them losing money, we're going to run this parallel tract of relief called CBDC money. And you just, you're in the marriage, you onboard and you're able to get access to a little bit of cash every month and, and, uh, help you out in the in this financial crisis or natural disaster crisis that's happened i i mean i see that i definitely see that as a way for them to introduce it considering that what they'll probably end up doing is saying that okay because of the financial hardships of the banks and because of this happening we're going to go ahead and release cbdc's but you can only use this amount towards your rent mortgage groceries you know, at first there may not be any restrictions. You know, That'd they, be they want they want people to get comfortable with this sort of basic assistance or, or you know this digital money that they're going to give to people. Um, you know, they want to make it. It's like the honeypot, right? They want to make it as sweet and delicious as possible, so everybody will want to use it. And later, maybe you'll see restrictions on it. I just don't. I, I don't know how you make rest- you. Put the restriction, if you have restrictions on it. Oh, my God. I'm going to take a picture just to show show you all, like, what my kid has done. But anyway, um, I don't know how you how you not have, rest, you have, rest, or you don't have restrictions on it to start and then put restrictions on it. That is very interesting. Go ahead, Bleach. I'm not hearing you. Yeah, I can barely hear you, bud. All right, how about now? There you go. You see? There we go. It's that fucking one headphone, man. But you see, I agree with that. And more and more, the the vision that, that I'm seeing, and it just, you know, it's confirming more and more by other people talking about different things, but ultimately it's going to come to that point. You know, I don't think it's going to be all sunshines and rainbows, like the way that you guys are painting it, you know, as far as the CBDCs, and even that is scary on itself. I think the CBDC is going to actually be forced onto people because they're going to have no choices. Either you fucking get in on board or you're going to lose the money that you have because fiat, the, you know, whatever is going to, the dollar, as we know it, it has to change. It has to be something else because what we've been talking about here, the collapse of the economy, like we're not talking just the economy, it's the whole system that has to basically come down, right? So if the whole system has to come down, everything that goes with it has to also come down, right? So what I'm telling you is, look, there's other countries in the world, Right. Go and look at what has happened in those countries and then study them really deeply. Go to freaking goddamn Venezuela, like I always mention. You know how people have money today and tomorrow they woke up and they were fucking poor. You know, they were rich. You know, the same thing can happen here. 
You know, the thing is that Moaz, you know, the, you know, it's funny enough that I honestly, I only believe in Moaz, right? Like, because of many factors. But one, one good one for me, honestly, is this funny, right? Is the Simpsons. The Simpsons have an episode that the apes own everything and, like, they're running everything. And, you know, I don't know. I want to see if that comes true or not. But in what way is it going to come true, right? Are you going to hold on to your millions of dollars? And then all of a sudden, from the middle of the night, here comes the U.S. government and tells you, if you don't fucking take the CBDC tomorrow morning when you wake up, that fiat dollar that you have is worth fucking nothing unless you transfer it over and make it into the system that we want, right? But the thing is that there are things that you can do probably to protect yourself like other people in other countries have done before the economy, their, their economies change, like in Ecuador. In Ecuador, the economy changed. I forgot what year it was. But I can tell you that a person that I personally knew, they bought like, uh, I think it was like 25 acres of land, I think, or 30 acres of land. And it was the equivalent of $2,000 that they pay for it on their money, like on their economy's money, because their economy was so fucking terrible that it wasn't worth nothing. You know, people were selling everything for fucking scraps, right? So what happened was that it changed to the dollar and the land that she had purchased now has a dollar value on it. So that fucking value went up to fucking $350,000 and she only paid $2,000 basically back then, the equivalent. And I'm, and I'm not just saying like now, it was as the fucking system changed, her whole land changed. So the same thing can happen here. And I'm always going to say it. You got to be careful when you get the money that it is because the money is not what they're after. They're after the fucking assets. The assets, the properties, the land, the gold, the silver. That's what they're after. You know, because they can, at a fucking blink of an eye, boom, they can just switch, the, they flip the switch, and the dollar tomorrow is worth nothing because now this is the brand new system that we have in place, and we're backing it with gold, and you bet your fucking ass that they have the gold to back it up if they want to in order for them to basically convince the masses, right? It's not to convince people like you and I. It's to convince the masses that this is the better way to go. Hey, Bleach, I got something you know, for you. You feel better knowing your money's in the hands of professionals. Ook, ook. Are you folks ready to go ape? Mom, a professional in an ape mask is still a professional. And you'll find that saving for your future is far more thrilling than any roller coaster. Really? Wow, I should have started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Now, fill out these forms. I'm sure you'll find them more exciting than a weekend with Batman. I got their new Thrifty Saver Savings Account. 2.3% annual interest instead of the normal 2.25. So a year from now, I'll have an extra nickel. I got the account where you get free customized checks. I chose the Hindenburg Flipbook series. Cool. Hmm, checking accounts aren't really for children, Bart. No, Mom, I can handle it. Let's see. Pay to the order of... Lisa... One cent and no cents. And now the old John Hancock. Here we go. Are you ready to go ape? So, so Bleach, I, I give you a good example of what you were talking about. Look at the European Commission when they brought all of the 35 countries, however many, there were 27 countries they brought together. They created the euro. And then the individual country currencies were worthless. And I have a friend from uh, um, from Greece who said when they when the banks switched over 
and they weren't honoring um, the, the drachma anymore, the, the Greek currencies. Um, and it was all euros. People were like the dollar bills were just lining the gutters. I mean, you, you could go along with a wheelbarrow and pick up uh, you know, a wheelbarrow of cash that was worthless. And they had these they had these collection boxes. The government put out collection boxes where people could just go and stuff all of their old notes, all their bank notes into these boxes to be burned. And, you know, I always kind of like to think that whatever we're seeing happening to us in the U.S. here, or it's all been kind of uh, like pre-tested, pre-planned. You know, if you want to, to know how to break apart the U.S., you do a little test pilot on Venezuela and send it into bankruptcy. You know, it had lots of oil, got rid of their oil reserves. Um, you know, they flooded the, the country with, with uh, illegals. Um, you know, and we're, you know, fast forward another five years and we're seeing the same thing happening here. And the same thing with the currency. They already kind of played this out, how to amalgamate uh, 27 different countries not any different from from 51 states uh, into one group to use one currency, whether it's a euro or whether it's a new U.S. digital dollar. You know, I honestly believe that they pilot test these things before they they test them out on a bigger scale. And that was perfect. That was 100,000% what I'm talking about. Thank you. I honestly didn't even know that. You see that? It can happen on a blink of a fucking eye, man. And they already, they put themselves in places. That's why you see these guys, the governors and senators that they're grabbing, like the guy right here, fucking Menendez, I think his name is. Like they grabbing this dude with bars of gold inside his goddamn fucking coats. Like, come on, man. Like bars, like I'm <laughs> heavy ass bars of gold. Why would he want bribes and gold? You know, you see, but it doesn't matter. I mean, people at the end of the day, you guys have to do your research, man, and protect yourself anywhere possible, any way possible. Yeah, I'm a big believer to have some of your portfolio in, in hard assets, gold and silver. Not financial advice to anybody, but... Uh... Oh, shit. Yeah, you want real gold, real silver, not that paper bullshit, hoard cash, get a meme stock. Go ahead, Whisper. Yeah, I just got chewed up and spit out. I don't know what happened. Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> no, um, to what Bleach and uh, uh, Biotech were talking about, about testing programs out and things like that. How do you roll out CBDCs without uh, showing that you're going to try to do that in the future? I don't know. Take a, a group of people, let's just say, and throw money at them on a debit card. See how that works for a while, and then maybe instituted on a on a mass casualty or mass uh, tragic scale, like FEMA or something like that. Throw them a debit cards. Throw the people that need it debit cards with money on it. You know, test it out. See how that works. I don't know. There's ways of testing CBDCs before you roll it out on a large scale if you want to do it. And then you have all these banks consolidating into one. Or, you know, several bigger, larger ones. I don't know. To me, it, it looks like it's four minute. It, it, it does make sense. It does make sense. Well, 
There is a create. This is a creative video from the Simpsons about the marketplace. Here we go. Damn! I need money. Money. <laughs> hey, Miss doesn't find me attractive sexually anymore. I just tripled my NFTs. Good, good for you. Two hours later. The Homer, the Wall Street genius. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <sighs> uh. How can you got money to burn? Or singe, anyway. Yeah, Homer, what's your secret investment? Take a guess. Turning to the stock market. Board apes. Is up an eighth. Yes! After plunging 75 points this morning. Oh, I hope plunging means up and 75 means 200. The firm declared super-duper bankruptcy, which is terrible news for the company's only stakeholder, Homer Simpson. Oh! <laughs> Oh, good old homie. Just to make you laugh. I I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, there's too many rules. There's too many laws that have to be basically redacted and basically undone for them to do it. I mean, can you see a controlled fire? You declare really, a force majeure. You declare force majeure in the financial system. Really making that statement in a in a in a market that we're trying to fight for corruption. You're making that statement right now, right? Mm -hmm. There's rules that have to be followed. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, I, I'm not saying rules that have to be followed. I mean, they bent the rules for J.P. Morgan to acquire that one bank, but I mean, with the amount of bank failures you're about to have, can they honestly do that for all of the bank failures you're about to have? We shall see. And that's with also having the liquidity to actually absorb them? Hey, they didn't bend the rules. They bent the law. The law. Right? Yeah. The law. That was not a rule. That was the law. All right? So this, this is fucking a law. This, this man, this is fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's a head scratcher. Your kid looks happy, man. I got a quick quick question for you, James. Or bio, either one. Um, is there any way you think that the government um, does not know the full extent of how how deep they're in? With no, these, they definitely know. With all these hidden swaps and burning down fucking Bartlett and all that, that you don't think definitely that has any know. effects on covering up any of the information? Yo, Tizzy, drop and come back, and I can hear you when you're done, man. I, I, TZ, if you want to drop down and come right. back up, I, I will, I'll wait to answer that. Did you hear me when I said that your kid looks happy there, James? Oh, yeah, my kid looks thrilled. He's, he's happy playing his video game. I have no idea what game he's playing. Um, yeah. No idea. Because I've been talking to y'all, y'all, but that they have. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, yeah, there has to be government involvement, easy. 
I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Maybe. Um, I don't, to me, man, I think it's it's still a lot of variables to come into play to really find out how this is going to end. Because um, I don't think I don't think the CBDC is the best option or is going to be their first option. No, but that's why that's why I presented to y'all either the last time we talked or two times, not not during the earnings, the time before that, was where President Biden is still not given his State of the Union address. And you have different news outlets like Fox, for example, that's going to say that he's going to talk about and tell you all about, you know, how he's going to restart everything. You don't think they're going to do the... The Great Reset. With the Nassar Gassar? You don't don't think the Nassar and the... What is it? Nassar and Gassar? They're going to move that kind of um, treasury note, gold-backed treasury note through the new monetary system? Oh, special drawing rights, SDRs, right? Yeah. I believe that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, there, there's kind of a, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to apologize because I'm thinking about AMC and, you know, people are talking about, you know, well, what actually happens, uh, you know, we see margin calls, liquidations, hedge funds going bankrupt, the, um, the the insurance steps in if they if the hedge funds don't have money to pay us the insurance steps in that's capped at a certain amount and then the fed takes over and pays us and the, that's what the insurance is like what, 65 trillion or something 70 trillion or something isn't it 70 trillion yeah. but yeah. still i mean everything has to burn before it gets to there yeah, and th- and then you've got what's going on globally. If you have a, a new SDR with a with a basket of countries like they want to include China, U.S. and China and Germany and a couple of other countries, and then that's going to be some sort of global uh, currency of exchange. Uh, and then you've got what's going to happen within the U.S. Right? I think I think each of the countries uh, that are on this globalist path. They have to convince the, the the people to accept these CBDCs, right? Because eventually it ends up it ends up kind of it's all digital, whether it's in your own country or you're trading between countries with these SDRs. And whether if the SDRs are gold backed, uh, that's another sort of you know assurance that the SDRs are worth something. Because no one's going to take our word for it anymore. Hey, I think uh, I think the well, big not just for us, James, for China, right? Yeah, I think we're in store. I think we're in store for a big plot twist, man. I think it's going to be our best bet. <laughs> I. It will be interesting. 
I mean, I mean, because for one, they don't have enough money to cover what the fuck they're gonna do. Even if they get insurance, even if they had fucking ten insurance companies, they're not fucking covering. They're not gonna have enough. So once they realize how stupid they are, I don't know who's like doing their bookwork over there, but probably MC Hammer. I mean, just in the past three years, man, if they would have covered in twenty one and just been done with it. They would have saved a hell of a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. But their greedy actions need to be, uh, you know, they need to take action against them, honestly, because I feel like with the the system we got in play right now with the Biden administration, man, they're not, they're all fraudulent. So it's like everyone's like, it's going to be a pointing finger fucking fuckery here <laughs> shortly with everything not just banks and, and hedge funds it's going to be with fucking everybody well, you know something crazy uh, you know how, like you know how we've been saying that they don't have the money man what what do they do when when they need money what do they do yeah i understand they, they print money that's right then that's what i'm trying to say man and like i'm i'm telling you see the more we talk like you know i'm saying like what you're saying what biotech is saying you know what we're talking about the more and more I'm, I'm telling you that that's the way they're gonna do it they're gonna print their way out of moas and then they're gonna fucking flip it around and switch the system and if you didn't if you were not smart with your money and i'm not giving you financial advice so don't fucking say that shit like some stupid fucks out there be saying that i be doing <laughs> but make sure that you fucking know what you're buying because I'm telling you, they're going to print their way out of Moaz. And what I mean out of Moaz is that you are going to get your fucking Moaz. You are going to get it. But the thing is, is how long are you going to keep it? That's the fucking game. And if you are not going to understand what I'm saying, whenever they flip over, you better have some fucking, some paperwork in your hand saying that you own shit. Because if you don't own I got nothing, video paperwork paper, of all my shit. You shit out of luck. Yeah, but that don't matter. If you own money, if you own money, oh, you, know what I'm oh, for you don't own nothing. You don't own shit. Nothing. See, my, my thing my thing that makes me feel like it's going to be different this time is because all the other countries have, have left the dollar. You know what I mean? So we're kind of we're kind of in no man's land to, for them to make decisions on what they're even going to fucking do because right now, the monetary system we got in play, not only do they, they don't have money, but the money's not worth fucking nothing. We can't trade. Nobody's accepting it for trades. It's like, it's trash. It seems like, I don't know. I don't know. It would be, it would be cool, right? If everything was, was still the same and our trade was going through and everybody was still using the dollar. But I think that highly affects the outcome of what their, their decision is going to be. And that's going to end. That's they're going to have no choice but to change the monetary system. But they have to crash this shit before they change the monetary system. So, ding, 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 ding. This is what they have to fucking figure out. This is why it's taking so long because they're debating on what to fucking do with it. But yeah, no, you're right. I I I do believe that. Yeah. I mean, they have to crash the system before they can actually go ahead and introduce any type of new monetary policy. Now, if they want to play it out and do it all scripted and make it like fucking sitcom TV and fucking play it out and make banks go to fucking court with this bank and, 
you know, people suing the Federal Reserve. Like, I think it's, I think it was all already by design. I think this shit was already fucking made up to be like this fucking eight, 10, 15 years ago. They knew it was going to play out. They had it in mind. I think they just didn't realize, you know, they might have undercut the numbers a little bit, but I think they had this shit off. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back, Jay. I think they had it all, you know, lined up. Now it's just, you know, to who's going to be the fall guy and how they're going to do it and how they're going to implement the new system. Go look up above. This was posted on 221. And then that's... There's your way of introducing. Yeah, but that this too, right? You know... Now, this gets back into the political side, and, and which you have to add into the equation because I don't care who you are. This ain't just about finance. So this is going to cause, if he tries to fucking follow WEF Great Reset Guidelines and a time like this that we're already in, there's going to be a big fucking uprise in this country and around the world. Oh, for sure. So y'all, y'all can sit and think about it like it's going to just be that easy. Biden ain't doing shit, bro. <sighs> He, he's, do you he's, really? He gets, do you really think that President Ice Cream is actually the one telling President Ice Cream? But that, but that's what things. But that's what I'm getting at too, right? Just like who runs the Federal Reserve? Why wouldn't they say fuck y'all to the big banks now? Because now, now everybody's being exposed on the political level. So why not? Why wouldn't it be like all right, fuck you? Because it's so big and out of hand now. Everybody's getting exposed. It's kind of a boiling point. So don't throw that out the equation because that could still happen. I, I think anything. I think we're in uncharted waters, and anything's possible at this point. You got to be a little optimistic, but you know, I like to think reasonable too. But that is not that has not changed. Okay, my. My thing is, is just to go ahead and make sure everybody's informed on certain things so that the, this way they can understand, hey, they can try to go this route, and that happen? No. Okay, can they go this route, this route? No. Okay, how about this? Let's try this. You know, there's many different ways for them to go ahead and try to do things, but is it actually going to work? To me, the problem is the same people that are behind the WEF and this Great Reset at the top are the same ones that run these central banks. Mm-hmm. So this little fucking reset union, uh, State of the Union announced Great Reset Biden's talking about it seems like a conflict of interest. I don't really think it's a conflict of interest. I think this is what the whole master plan was about well yeah yeah that's what i'm saying but that's that's when the other mm-hmm. side comes in i i mean you think george floyd was bad fucking they're gonna burn this bitch down mm-hmm. and they're not gonna they're gonna tell you just tell you to take a take some crickets and start eating i don't i don't know what all they're gonna i don't think they'll get that far into it right off the bat but yeah man I'm, I'm, they're fucking weird. <clears throat> They're definitely weird. I can give you that much. If he really tries to, if he really tries to implement this, 
I don't know. That's what I'm saying is that you just have to look at all aspects of what's going are they, on. Are they implementing this that way that causes the huge uprise to then run the markets and, and blame that on it? You Well, the only thing that you have to look into, and that's why that's why I, you know, made sure that Chaotic posted that field guide is because if there's any type of uprising, you also have military military that's installed into your major cities so that this way they can prevent what is going on. So it's very interesting. And why would they put out a new field guy? Why would they go ahead and do this? The only thing that I do know for 100% fact is that there's no way that anybody in your armed forces here they are fire against you people because they live among what you were breaking up bad for me i didn't i was asking if anybody else uh, i said uh, i what i said was is that you have these field guides that are basically that have changed the field guides are now supposed to be implemented across the united states so that military installations can be in your major cities to stop any type of uprising that actually happens. The one thing that if this were to cause any type of, let's just say revolution or whatever, if this were to cause that, you're basically, do you honestly think that the soldiers are going to fight the American public? Because these are people that, they know these are people that they grew up with you know upbringings and everything else do you honest i no, don't see I, that I actually happening. don't that's that's the one thing that i find very interesting in regards to this because but if, i also didn't think that fucking our government was trafficking kids and drinking fucking children's blood for fucking 40 years you know what i mean to, i get that so at this point i don't fucking know i couldn't honestly tell you it's a sick I, I honestly don't see the, any type of orders being it, taken. Well, if the shit goes down, uh, I posted up top that uh, you're welcome, but not in my neck of the woods. <laughs> uh, we're definitely, we're definitely Perfect. coming. <laughs> we're gonna start. We're gonna start our new nation. It's called Pretoria. <laughs> we'll have our own. It's gonna look like the Burning Burning Man festival in your fucking yard. We're all gonna pull up with our fucking trailers <laughs> and tents. Hell yeah. Start building on the lawn. <laughs> Safest place. Yeah. As long as there's enough room for a man kitchen, we're good. <laughs> so, man, look, I, I ain't trying to get all, make it all political, but, uh, you know, to me, there's still a wild card variable here that could happen. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to get into it, but I just think there's a lot of other options. So just to stick, we got to, we got to, th- it's, it sucks because we got to think about the outcome 40 different ways because there is a lot of different shit that could happen. Agreed. You never know what's going to happen. I, I, I still think it's not a, <clears throat> I still think it's not a, see, they're going to work. They're going to work together because at the end of the day in their little delusional minds, they still think there's a shot in fucking hell. They can scam their way through getting Biden back in there. 
And that's that's you know, or whoever whoever else they can sneak in there, Nikki Haley or whatever the fuck. But I don't. Yeah, there's. No I mean, there's a wild card. The wild card is too. You know, they're they're looking at uh, they're looking at fraudulent shit on this fucking election. Still, that court date is still live. So, oh, yeah. you know, surprise! <laughs> it, it could it could happen. Like this shit could happen. Oh, it for sure can. I mean, it's just a matter of like they're. What's they're gonna, delusional. They're going to yeah. talk. They're going to talk that shit. Like, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, and everybody's going to think in their head too. Like, yeah, they're just trying to figure out how to make it to elections. But these fucking guys that we're dealing with are not making it to elections. Kenny's fucking broke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Black. Well, so Black are, Rock, so are all of them. That bitch is in the same boat. They're out here fucking using fucking money they don't got either. Got their hand on nope. the Federal Reserve. Fucking a bunch of bums. <laughs> These motherfuckers ain't never learned how to make some real money on their own in their whole lives. Fucking pathetic. Their whole fucking business model is just trash. I'm ashamed to even fucking be a part of fucking something this fucking ridiculous. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you guys something, and this is kind of what I'm going to. Well, not kind of. This is how I'm going to end this call because I want you guys to think about this. And this is what you honestly want. Veteran gets into an altercation with the police officer for filming on his own porch. Is this justified or excessive force? Marine vet says the Vallejo cop assaulted him for filming a traffic stop. A U.S. Marine veteran and filmmaker says he was assaulted by the Vallejo police officer and suffered the concussion just for filming the officer from his front porch on January 22nd. Adrian Burrell, 28, posted a video of an encounter to Facebook this morning and provided it to the Bay City News. He was retained civil rights attorney John Burris, who called the case egregious and said that the officer used force was unnecessary and unreasonable. The Vallejo police did not immediately respond to a request for comment. In an interview, Burrell said that he was relaxing in his home at about 3.15 p.m. the day when he saw his cousin outside on his motorcycle with his hands up. Vallejo police officer David McLaughlin was crouched behind the door of his patrol car, pointing his gun at Burrell's cousin. Burrell stepped outside onto his home por- his home's porch on Byron Street. He said it, his cousin was wearing a motorcycle helmet and couldn't hear the officer and walked towards McLaughlin saying, Hey, he can't hear you. He has his helmet on, according to Burrell. McLaughlin yelled at Burrell to go back in the house. This is concerning. I better film this, Burrell thought. So Burrell, still standing on his front porch, took out his phone and began recording the incident. In the video, McLaughlin, with his gun drawn, says to Burrell's cousin, Why you taking off like that? Twice. Then looks at Burrell, who is on his porch, and says, Get back. Burrell says no. McLaughlin says get back again, and Burrell refuses. 
The McLaughlin, then McLaughlin says to the man on the motorcycle, keep your hands where I can see them. Keep your hands right up. Holster his weapon and walks towards Burrell. You're interfering with me, my man. You're interfering, going to get one from the back of the car, McLaughlin says. That's fine, Burrell says. McLaughlin appears to begin handcuffing Burrell. Stop resisting me or I'm going to put you on the ground, McLaughlin says. I'm not resisting. Put me on the ground, Burrell says. Eventually, the camera swings around and lands on the ground. Burrell says that McLaughlin mashed his face into the wall and swung him into a pole. He applied the handcuff so tight it broke the skin on his right hand and left his fingers numb. Burrell said McLaughlin then put him in the patrol car and asked if he was on probation. Burrell said he is not on probation and he has no criminal record. Eventually, Burrell asked McLaughlin if he could be handcuffed in front as he had injuries from being in the military. McLaughlin told, then told him, oh, you're a vet? You sure weren't acting like one, according to Burrell. But Burrell says McLaughlin told him that he would let him go because he was a veteran, thanked him for his service, and let him out of the car. Burrell said that he went to the hospital and was diagnosed with a concussion. He is still seeking treatment and says his fingers remain numb from the handcuffs. Burrell said he was in the U.S. Marine Corps for four years before he was honorably discharged in 2012. He now works as a filmmaker. I've never been in a situation as a grown adult where I felt someone had took my humanity away like that, Burrell said. Burris said in that or Burris said that in addition to the allegations of excessive force, Burrell's case involves First Amendment issues. As Burrell has a right to observe and film the police as long as he does not interfere. The Vallejo Police Department does does have a reputation, certainly in my office, of being brutal and routinely using excessive force on citizens. Burris said. McLaughlin has been a Vallejo police officer since 2014 and was previously in the Oakland Police Department. His twin brother, Ryan McLaughlin, is also a Vallejo police officer. Both brothers have previously been sued for alleged civil rights violations. In 2014, David McLaughlin was named in a suit alleging that he and another officer pulled over Fred, Frederick Cooley without cause, held him at gunpoint, and searched his car. The complaint alleges that they falsely, as a police report saying that Cooley was in possession of a controlled substance, but the Solano County District Attorney's Office later abandoned those charges. The civil case was dismissed after Cooley died. Officer David McLaughlin has also been involved in two shootings since joining Vallejo. He and an officer, Matt Komoda, fired on a suspect who was allegedly driving at them before crashing into a parked car on August 31st of 2016. No one was injured. On August 2nd, 2017, 
Komoda and David McLaughlin were two of five officers who shot and killed Jeffrey Barboa after a pursuit into Richmond. Police ran Barboa's car to disable it, but Boa got out of the car with a machete and the officer shot him. His death was later ruled a suicide. Vallejo police told KTVU McLaughlin is currently on duty and that late after a group of Vallejo citizens made a department aware of this video that the chief has called for an internal affairs investigation. I will go ahead and I will post this up on the top. So if you guys want to actually read it, but this is one of the things you're looking at. This is one of the things that you are seeing more and more of are instances like this. This is a cause of concern in my eyes, considering that these are people that are supposed to uphold the laws that you pay your taxes for and instead are going ahead and using the excessive force against you for no apparent reason. And as we get towards a hopeful solution to, you know, everything around us, the political, financial sectors, I hope that this can all change and change for the better. But the only people that are going to be able to make those changes are us, the people. Because there's nobody in a government office that sees the things that are going on like we do. It's time to stand up for what you want. And that time is now. So with that, I'm going to brighten the mood a little bit. And I leave you all with space, the infinite frontier. From the outermost reaches of the universe to the innermost planets of our solar system, this is Space, the Infinite Frontier, with your host, Chicago Cubs broadcaster, Harry Carey. Hi, everybody. Harry Carey here. And welcome to Space, the Infinite Frontier. We've got a great show lined up for you. Joining us in the studio today, all the way from Caltech, is astrophysicist Dr. Ken Waller. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks so much. It's nice being here. Now, now, Doctor, recently they've discovered that there might be life on one of the moons of Jupiter. Yeah. Now, that's got to be exciting for you. Oh, yeah, Harry, we're, we're thrilled to discover that life can theoretically exist uh, below the surface of planets due to the heat caused by volcanic activity. That's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Hi! Let me ask, what's your favorite planet? Well, I, I don't have a favorite. Uh, I find them all fascinating. They're all part of a... Mine's the sun. <laughs> Always has been. I like it because it's like the king of planets. Well, actually, Harry, it's not a... Not a planet, it's a star. Well, planet or star, when that thing burns out, we're all gonna be dead. Well, that's that's true, but it's not gonna burn out for a very long time, of course. I hope not. Hey, doctor, have you ever seen an eclipse? Oh, 
yeah, I've seen many, yes. You know, if you stare at it head on, it'll burn your eyes out. Well, it's not, not, not best to stare at it, the sun during an eclipse, you know. But it's hard not to. I once took a pair of binoculars and stared at the sun for over an hour. <laughs>
Well, uh, Senator Glenn was um, inspiration. I really, I'm sorry. I'm What's sorry. the problem? <laughs> please, please forgive me for uh, asking this, but didn't you die? <laughs> yes, I did. What's your point? Uh, oh, nothing. nothing. Good. Hey, so they shot the shuttle Discovery up into space. Yes, that's correct. Is that thing ever coming back? Uh, it landed a week ago. How many survivors? Everyone survived, Harry. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> hey, Linda. What was it like inventing the space shuttle? Uh, I, I didn't invent the shuttle. Well, I wonder whoever did made a lot of money. And then I bet he tried to invent something else, but it wasn't as good. <laughs> Life can sometimes turn your greatest successes into your most crushing defeats. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I guess that's right. Linda Ham! Linda Ham! Linda Ham! Does your name ever make you hungry? Uh, no, no. Well, it makes me hungry. Because one time I named a sandwich Linda. It was a beautiful sandwich. And guess what kind of sandwich it was? I don't know, ham. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Linda, when are you gonna finally get over to Mars? Well, there is a, a manned expedition being discussed. No, I mean um, you and me. We can make an evening of it. We'll head on over to Mars and I'll bring my sandwich, Linda. And we can make sloppy Martian love in the back of my dune buggy. <laughs> so what do you say? Is it a date? You know, I don't really, It's a simple I... question. Do you want to go to Mars with a dead guy and a sandwich, yes or no? Um, no. Yeah, you're right, it probably wouldn't work out. But it doesn't hurt to be a dreamer. If we didn't dream, we wouldn't have the space shuttle. That's right, Harry, that's, that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Also, if we didn't dream, our brains would devour themselves in madness and paranoia. The Viet Cong knew that. That's why they use sleep deprivation as a form of torture. <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we have. Hey, join us next week at 9 o'clock Eastern Time and watch me eat an entire planet. It's going to be a good show. Oh, thanks, Pete. That's actually 8 o'clock Eastern Time. I'm still going to eat a planet. See you then. Comes when. Comes when. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. And I will talk to you all soon. You have a wonderful weekend.